Hello everyone and welcome. By now you might be a bit familiar with our annual routine. Every once in a while the update takes a little bit of a hiatus and I personally start growing some facial hair. But I'm hoping I won't have this for very long because we're recording new episodes of the update very soon. In the meantime, however, we have some very special gifts for all of you. As you know, now we've been on the air long enough to get to know each other pretty well, but not a lot of people have heard our old classic episodes. Well, for the next bit, we're going to be rectifying that by going into our archives, and we've been playing every single episode of the update from year number one. Year two of the update was trying to improve the first year growing pains. We had moved into a prime five o'clock slot, and we were starting to find our way. But that doesn't mean we had the occasional slip-up and mistake every now and again. But those mistakes and slip-ups only just made us better. And of course, there were other WKRB moments. There were new trainees. Uh, my old friend Chris jumped in as a co-anchor every now and again. But year number two was when the update really started to get the train moving. Enjoy year number two of the update, and we'll be back with new episodes very soon. And in the words of uh, Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, please be well, and we'll see you back here again very soon. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. On our broadcast tonight, the loss of a Hollywood star. Burt Reynolds has died today at the age of 82. We'll tell you about his life and accomplishments. Is there a presidential influence at the trial of a terrorist? Lawyers for a man charged with killing eight people on a New York City bike path last Halloween say that President Trump's tweets should eliminate the death penalty as an option. Battening down the hatches at the U.S. Open, Arthur Ashe Stadium's retractable roof will be shut tonight for both women's semifinals, because the forecast calls for severe thunderstorms with strong winds. And changing child laws at the border. President Trump's administration says it plans to sidestep a court agreement that will limit detention for immigrant children. The update with Brandon Julian begins now. From WKRB's world headquarters in New York, this is The Update with Brandon Julian. Good evening, everyone. Approaching 5 o'clock tonight, this Thursday evening. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us on the update tonight. We have a lot of news to get to, to get to, but we begin tonight with a developing story out of the world of Hollywood. Burt Reynolds, whose credits include acclaimed films such as Deliverance and commercial hits like Smokey and the Bandit has died today at the age of 82, according to his agent, Todd Eisner. 
No other details were immediately available about his death. During a long and sometimes erratic career, Reynolds starred in the Oscar-winning film Deliverance in 1972 and the Oscar-nominated Boogie Nights in 1997. He also fronted such commercial favorites as Smokey and the Bandit. And he also had a hit TV show in the 1990s with Evening Shade. But he also had more than his share of flops and tabloid moments, including an acrimonious divorce from former TV star Lonnie Anderson and a nearly nude centerfold in Cosmopolitan magazine. If we get more details in this broadcast, we will certainly get them to you. We'll recap this in our top stories at 5.30 this evening. Our other local top story tonight is that is there presidential influence at the trial of a terrorist? Lawyers tonight for a man charged with killing eight people on a New York City bike path last Halloween say that President Trump's tweets should eliminate the death penalty as an option. The lawyers today cited tweets by Trump about the attack and about Attorney General Jeff Sessions. The government has not said yet whether it will seek the death penalty against Saifulo Saipov. Saipov of Patterson, New Jersey, as we all remember, was arrested immediately after the Halloween attack near the World Trade Center. He has remained incarcerated since. Prosecutors have said they plan to decide by the end of the summer whether to seek the death penalty. A spokesman for prosecutors today declined to comment on the defense request. Last November, as you might remember, Trump sent a tweet saying Saipov should get the death penalty. WKRB News Time is now 5.02. On to some of the other news this Thursday evening. And a nephew of former U.N. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon has been sentenced to six months in prison in a bribery case. Joe Hyun Ban was sentenced today in Manhattan Federal Court for his role in trying to pay $2.5 million in bribes to rescue a failed $800 million Vietnam real estate deal. The sentencing followed Bond's January guilty plea to conspiracy in violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. The crimes were committed from 2013 to 2015. Bond told U.S. District Judge Edgardo Ramos that his, quote, bad judgment led to other bad judgments. The judge said he believed Bond deserved to a lenient sentence. He said he believes Bond acted in part to try to help his father overcome financial difficulties. Ramos said that Bond was a reluctant participant, but eventually was all in. We talked about this last night, about the 10 people on that nonstop flight from Dubai who flew into the city and were sick. Well, tonight, the New York City Mayor's Office says the 10 people that were hospitalized on that jet have positive, it's tested positive for influenza. Mayoral spokesman Eric Phillips tweeted today 
that some tests came back un- inconclusive on other viruses and will be readministered. All 10 patients will be kept in the hospital as a precaution until the final results come in. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention quarantined the double-decker Emirates flight, carry, holding some 520 passengers yesterday, so it could evaluate about 100 of them. Some had complained about coughs, headaches, sore throats, and fevers. And even rapper Vanilla Ice, whose real name is Robert Van Winkle, posted a video on Facebook of an emergency response to an initial report that dozens of people could be sick. WKRB News Time is now 5.05. New tonight, a lawsuit against the New York City Ballet charges that the company tolerated a fraternity-like atmosphere where male dancers abused women and shared nude photos of female dancers with each other. The lawsuit filed on Tuesday by 19-year-old ballerina Alexandra Waterbury names the ballet company and former principal dancer Chase Finlay as defendants. According to the lawsuit filed in Manhattan State Court, Waterbury and Finlay dated for a year before she learned in May of this year that he had shared nude photos and videos of her with other men. The lawsuit says Finlay boasted about sending photos of, quote, ballerina girls I've made scream. Of course, City Ballet Chairman Charles Scarf said the company denies the allegations. A lawyer for Finlay, Ira Kleiman, said the lawsuit should not be taken as fact. Meanwhile, tonight, here in the city, a new state park that's under construction in Brooklyn will be named in honor of former Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm. Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo traveled to the site of the park yesterday to announce the name. In 1968, Chisholm became the first African-American woman elected to Congress. A Brooklyn native, Chisholm was also the first African-American to run for president as a major party candidate and the first woman to seek the Democratic nomination for president. The new park is being built on former landfill space along Jamaica Bay. When it's completed next summer, it's expected to boast open space along the water, bike paths, and educational facilities. WKRB News Time is now 5.07. In other news tonight, a study that included tracking moose and bighorn sheep with GPS collars says that those animals learn about migration routes from others in their herds. The animals learn about where to find the best food along the way. Researchers found evidence that this cultural know-how is passed through generations, and it improves over the course of decades. And these lessons appear to shape the migration routes the animals take in the spring. The study was released today by the journal Science. It tracked bighorn sheep and moose in Wyoming, Idaho, and South Dakota. It compared their migration movements to where they could find the best plants to eat, as revealed by satellite data.
to Long Island we go tonight out of Uniondale. And the Nassau County Industrial Development Agency has approved tax breaks for the Islanders' planned renovations at Nassau Coliseum. Newsday says completion of the nearly $10 million in interior upgrades would allow the hockey team to return to Uniondale for three years while the new arena at Belmont Park is developed. Uh, The Islanders plan to split their schedule between the Coliseum and Barclays Center over three seasons. They'll play at least 60 games at their former home arena during that period. An attorney for BSE Global, which operates both venues, says improvements need to be completed by December 1st when the Islanders host the Columbus Blue Jackets in Uniondale. The work's being funded with a $6 million state grant and nearly $4 million from the team. WKRB News Time is now 5.09. To the state capitol in Albany we go tonight, and New Jersey is joining New York in announcing it will conduct an investigation of sex abuse by clergy in the state's Roman Catholic diocese. Attorney General Gubir Gural said today that he is establishing a task force to be headed by a former county prosecutor. The group is authorized to present evidence to a state grand jury and will have the power of subpoenas to compel testimony in the production of documents. The announcement comes three weeks after a grand jury investigation found rampant sexual abuse of more than 1,000 children by about 300 priests in Pennsylvania. Earlier today, New York's Attorney General subpoenaed the state's eight Catholic dioceses as part of a probe in sex abuse allegations. And finally tonight, speaking of the Roman Catholic diocese, the Roman Catholic Church in New Jersey says it will cooperate with a new investigation of sex abuse into the church's diocese. New Jersey Catholic Conference Executive Director Patrick Brennigan says the group welcomes the investigation and will cooperate fully. The conference represents the state's bishops. New Jersey today said it would be launching its own investigation of sex abuse by clergy. And it followed word that New York had issued subpoenas in a similar investigation there. Investigations come after a grand jury in Pennsylvania, as we just said, found widespread abuse of more than 1,000 children by about 300 priests. WKRB News Time Now, 511. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Thursday evening. It was sunny earlier, but now the clouds are starting to roll in and rain is on the menu on the forecast. And your rail conditions, they are looking pretty good for the most part. You just have delays on your numbered subway lines. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this evening. Speaking of said rain, they're battening down the hatches at the U.S. Open. Arthur Ashe Stadium's retractable roof will be shut tonight. For both women's semifinals, because the forecast calls for severe thunderstorms with strong winds. We're going to talk about all that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday evening on 90.3 WKRB. 
Streaming live from Brooklyn to wherever you are. The update will be right back on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in! Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian, of all the radio stations in New York, we're one of them. This is The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News Time now, 513. Let's get you started with a check out the local subways this evening. Your three trains are running with delays in both directions uh, because of an urgent switch replacement at Harlem 148th Street. That's why your one and two trains are also delayed at this time as well. Your northbound B trains, they're running local from Kings Highway to Prospect Park because of FDNY activity at Kings Highway. So expect delays right now on your B and Q trains. On Brooklyn, your NR and W trains, they're running with delays because of necessary repairs along the 4th Avenue line in Brooklyn. Speaking of repairs... Your N trains are making local stops at 53rd and 45th Streets in both directions because of structural rehabilitation. This is happening through July of next year. So you might want to pack a little bit of patience if you're using the N line. Let's go. Other than that, all your other subways, they're running on or close to schedule. Let's go from the rails and take a look what's happening out on the roadways tonight. We begin in the Bronx, I-87 going northbound. We have an accident that's blocking two lanes over at Fordham Road at Exit 9 near the University Heights Bridge. You back it up to Yankee Stadium over at Exit Number 5. In Manhattan, the FDR Drive going northbound, we have an earlier accident cleared. 96th Street, Exit 14. You're backed up to 79th Street right now. The FDR Drive going southbound, you have an earlier accident that's cleared there. At 34th Street, Exit 8, you're backed up all the way to the RFK Triborough Bridge over at Exit 17. In northern Queens, the BQE going eastbound. We have a disabled bus at 30th Avenue over at Exit 43. And we have a motorcycle fire in Brooklyn over at Ralph Avenue at Exit at Avenue K. You're backed up to Avenue N. You got delays up to five minutes right now. That's certainly expected to build. Alternate side parking meter rules are in effect. Garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. You've been outside today. I think today was really the core 
of the heat. It felt like over 100 degrees earlier today, but now we're going to really just snap out of the heat wave with some strong thunderstorms and rain that's going to come in the area later tonight, and it will feel completely different by the time we wake up tomorrow morning. So for tonight, we will have mostly cloudy skies. Showers are likely with a chance of thunderstorms and at this evening and after midnight with some patchy fog. Some of the storms may produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Our lows will be in the mid-70s. And then tomorrow for your Friday, when it all clears out, we'll have cloudy skies, patchy fog in the morning with a chance of rain. Our highs will only be in the upper 70s, so it'll have a completely different feel to it. Currently outside right now, JFK Airport, it is 85 degrees with just a few clouds. Our humidity is at 80%. Our winds are out of the south at 20 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 97 degrees if you step out the door. 85 degrees, we're going down to the mid-70s this evening. WKRB News Time is now 517. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So even if it feels hot, hotter than usual for September, the NFL season begins tonight in Philadelphia, where the Eagles will hoist their Super Bowl banner before taking on the Falcons. You see, their backup quarterback who led the Eagles to victory in the Super Bowl, Nick Foles, will be under center again. That's because Carson Wentz still hasn't been medically cleared to play following surgery last December to repair two torn knee ligaments. So hopefully he'll be on the mend soon. In San Francisco, speaking of the NFL, a U.S. appeals court has reviewed a lawsuit against the NFL by former players who claimed the league illegally piled them with powerful prescription painkillers to keep them on the field. The players say the NFL didn't warn them about the long-term consequences of the drugs, which they say have left them with chronic health problems. A three-judge panel on the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled today that the lawsuit is not preempted or superseded by labor agreements between players and teams. Finally tonight, you heard the forecast earlier this evening so they're battening down the hatches at the U.S. Open. Arthur Ashe Stadium's tractable roof will be shut for both U.S. Open women's semifinals because of the forecast for severe thunderstorms and strong winds. The U.S. Tennis Association made the decision to close the arena about five hours before Serena Williams is, faith, is to face Anastasia Setsova in the first semifinal. Uh, Madison Keys faces Naomi Oska in the second. In terms of today's action, both of the local teams are off tonight. Mets and Yanks, so if you want to catch up on some binge watching, it's a perfect night to do so. WKRB News Time now 519. When we come back on the update tonight, it's time to talk about our weirder but true stories. We all don't like when people eat food directly from a table or stuff like that. But I don't think you would kick the person or thing. Eat your food. We're going to explain that in just a minute. And then we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday evening, a 90.3 WKRB. 
Not near your radio and want to listen to us on the go? Download the TuneIn app and search for WKRB or download the KBCC mobile app. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, friendship, independence. Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injury, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Brandon Julian. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is The Update with Brandon Julian a 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian, 90.3 WKRB. I was just doing a line right now, WKRB.org. It's getting more cloudy out here in the big city as that rain we're talking about is trying to move into the area. But it'll have a completely different feel once that rain goes by. Uh, how cool will it get? We'll have the answer in our exclusive WKRB forecast coming up in about 10 minutes from now, 532 this evening. In the meantime, our WKRB News Time now 522, and it is now time to talk about our weirder but true stories this Thursday evening. And we begin tonight in Hampton, New Hampshire. I said before, we all don't like it when people or animals eat our food, but that doesn't mean we kick them. And a man has been accused of kicking a seagull that tried to eat his cheeseburger at a New Hampshire beach has been fined $124. Police investigated the report from a bystander at Hampton Beach earlier this summer. NH1 reports the man, Nate Renclose, said he had just returned from getting a cheeseburger and fries and was sitting on the sand. He said seagulls got to the burger, and he spun around with his leg to shoo one away, but he struck the bird. He said that it was a simple mistake. A witness said it appeared the bird's leg was injured and that it struggled to fly away. A New Hampshire Fish and Game Lieutenant Anna Cheney says that seagulls are protected under federal law. So that's a lesson out there. Uh, do, not let, uh, do not let the seagulls try to get to your food. It reminds me of that time last summer when I worked at, when I was getting, I worked in Washington Heights last year during the summer. And I remember I was at the local McDonald's that's up in Washington Heights. I forgot, I completely forgot what I ordered. It had to be some type of breakfast pancakes thing. And uh, I turned around for one second. This is why I don't leave my food on the table anymore without supervision. 
Uh, I turned around for like two seconds and there was a homeless woman sitting there eating my pancakes and syrup that I had just ordered. I told, luckily for me, I told the the manager, not the manager, I told somebody who was working there and they gave me another pancake and thing with no extra charge, but that's eh, just, just a lesson out there, folks. Uh, speaking of signs, finally in New Haven, Connecticut, a sarcastic sign in the window of a Connecticut restaurant asking people not to let their dogs pee on the eatery's outside flower pot has earned the owner a $250 fine. You see, Doc Nugent, owner of Duck's Place in New Haven, tells the New Haven Independent he was disgusted with people allowing their dogs to urinate on its pot. He was taught he thought a humorous sign was a good way of discouraging dog walkers from letting pets relieve themselves there. It read, quote, Attention dog owners. This is a pay-per-pee flower pot. Pay inside or leave your address and we'll kindly return the favor. Uh, Honda Smith, the city's public space enforcement officer, said Nugent broke two city ordinances for being a public nuisance and issued the fine on Tuesday. Nugent says that he plans to appeal. I don't, you know, I don't really see the... And all the problem with the sign. Uh, WKRB News Time, now 525. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history uh, for this uh, September the 6th. The highlight of this day came in 1997 when a public funeral was held for Princess Diana at Westminster Abbey in London, six days after her death in a car crash in Paris. In 1901, President William McKinley was shot and mortally wounded by anarchist Leon Klugos at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, New York. McKinley died eight days later, and Klugos was executed on October 29th. In 1909, American explorer Robert Perry sent a telegram from Indian Harbor, Labrador, announcing that he had reached the North Pole five months earlier. In 1943, 79 people were killed when a New York-bound Pennsylvania Railroad train derailed and crashed in Philadelphia. In 1944, during World War II, the British government relaxed blackout restrictions and suspended compulsory training for the Home Guard. In 1917, Palestinian guerrillas seized control of three U.S.-bound jetliners. Two were later blown up on the ground in Jordan, along with a London-bound plane hijacked on September 9th. The fourth plane was destroyed on the ground in Egypt. No hostages were harmed. In 1972, the Summer Olympics resumed in Munich, West Germany, a day after the deadly hostage crisis that claimed the lives of 11 Israelis and five Arab abductors. In 1975, 18-year-old tennis star Martina Navratilova of Czechoslovakia in New York for the U.S. Open requested political asylum in the United States. In 1985, all 31 people aboard a Midwest Express Airlines DC-9, 
were killed when the Atlanta-bound jetliner crashed just after takeoff from Milwaukee's Mitchell Field. In 1995, Baltimore Orioles shortstop Cal Ripken broke Lou Gehrig's record by playing in his 2,131st consecutive game. In 1997, weeping masses gathered in Calcutta, India, to pay homage to Mother Teresa, who had died the day before at age 87. In 2002, meeting outside Washington, D.C., for only the second time since 1800, Congress convened in New York to pay homage to the victims and heroes of September 11th. And in 2006, President George W. Bush acknowledged for the first time that the CIA was running secret prisons overseas and said tough interrogation had forced terrorist leaders to reveal plots and attack the United States and its allies. WKRB News, time now 529. When we come back on the update tonight, we'll give, you a, we'll give you a recap of our top story. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. And then we'll go to Wall Street and we'll talk some business news happening there. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday evening at 90.3 WKRB. Your top story is just one minute away. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Open road, here comes the Hefley family. You've packed the smartphones, headphones, tablets, water snacks, coolers, sunscreen, bikes, skateboards, games, videos, sunglasses. There's no room for people in here. Just don't wimp out on the most important thing. Deep fried butter on a stick. No, seatbelts. Whether it's a long haul or short trip. It's a win-win situation. Never give up until they buckle up. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to 90.3 WKRB, New York's only EDM station. And now, Brandon Julian with an hour of news and information and your exclusive WKRB forecast. This is The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. We all know the uh, the theorist Alex Jones. He hosts the Alex Jones show on InfoWars. Well, Twitter has now permanently banned him and InfoWars citing abuse good evening everyone thanks for staying with us at 5 31 this evening this thursday i'm brandon julian uh twitter says that jones won't be able to create new accounts on twitter or take over any existing ones uh, twitter says jones posted a video yesterday that is in violation of the company's policy against abusive behavior uh the video in question uh 
excuse me, the video in question shows Jones shouting at berating CNN journalist Oliver Darcy for some 10 minutes during congressional hearings and about social media. Jones had about 900,000 followers on Twitter. Infowars had about 430,000. Twitter had previously suspended Jones for a week, but until now it had resisted mulling Jones further. And other tech companies had limited Jones by suspending him for longer periods, as Facebook did by taking down his pages and radio stations. Meanwhile, our top story tonight is that Burt Reynolds, whose credits included acclaimed films such as Deliverance and commercial hits like Smokey and the Bandit, has died today at the age of 82, according to his agent, Todd Eisner. During a long and sometimes erratic career, Reynolds starred in the Oscar-winning film Deliverance in 1972 and the Oscar-nominated Boogie Nights in 1997. He also fronted such commercial favorites as Smokey and the Bandit. And he had a hit TV show in the 1990s with Evening Shade. But he also had more than his share of flops and tabloid moments, including a cronious divorce from former TV star Lonnie Anderson and a nearly nude centerfold in Cosmopolitan magazine. As our top story on the update tonight, this Thursday evening... Uh, Let's get you home in the PM rush hour, whether it is by train or by car. WKRB News Time is now 533. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this evening. Your northbound number one trains, the Reading Express from 96th Street, to 137th Street City College because of a passenger that needs medical assistance at 103rd Street. Your three trains are still running with delays both directions while they perform urgent switch replacement at Harlem 148th Street. That's why you're in one and two trains. They are also delayed. Your B trains, they resumed after earlier FDNY activity at Kings Highway. However, your N, R, and W trains are running with delays because of Necessary repairs along the 4th Avenue line in Brooklyn. Speaking of repairs, your N trains are making local stops in both directions, 53rd and 45th Streets, because of structural rehabilitation. This is through July of 2019, so you might want to pack a little bit of patience. Other than that, all your other subways are running on or close to schedule. Let's go from the rails and take a very brief look back out on the roadways. We still have that disabled bus on the BQE going eastbound at 30th Avenue over at exit 43. In Manhattan, the FDR Drive going northbound. That earlier accident has been cleared. 96th Street exit 14. You're backed up to 79th Street. And we still have that motorcycle fire on Ralph Avenue northbound going over at Avenue K. You're backed up to Avenue N with delays up to five minutes right now, but surely that's expected to build. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let us take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. The skies are already starting to build for rain that's trying to move into the area right now. And once that rain comes through, we're going to have a different feel in the air. We're we're only expecting highs in the mid-70s 
over the over the weekend and the next several days before we try to start warming up again as we go into the latter part of next week. For tonight, we'll have mostly cloudy skies with showers and a chance of thunderstorms with a little bit of patchy fog. Some of those storms may produce gusty winds, heavy rain. Our lows will be in the mid-70s. Tomorrow for your Friday, we'll have cloudy skies, patchy fog in the morning, otherwise a chance of rain. Our high temperature is not really going anywhere. They'll only be in the upper 70s. Friday night, we'll have cloudy skies with a chance of rain. Our lows will be in the mid-60s. And then on Saturday, mostly cloudy skies with a chance of rain. Our highs will be in the mid-70s. Currently outside of JFK Airport, it is 85 degrees with just a few clouds. Our humidity is at 80%. Our winds are out of the south at 20 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 97 degrees if you step out the door right now. 85 degrees. We're going down to the mid-70s this evening. Uh, WKRB News Time, now 536. Let's talk some business news right now this Thursday evening. Uh, Tech stocks are are finishing another day of sharp losses today, although the broader market didn't fare as badly. Apple fell nearly 2% today, and chip makers sank after a KLA Tenacore executive said business in the fourth quarter looks weaker than the company expected. KLA lost nearly 10.5%. Facebook lost nearly 3%, and Twitter fell nearly 6% after similar drops the day before. Industrial companies and big dividend payers canceled out some of those losses. Defense contractor Lockheed Martin rose nearly 2.5%, and General Mills, the cereal maker, added over 3%. When it was all said and done at the end of the day, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 20 points to 25,995. The SP 500 500 fell 10 points, I should say. And the NASDAQ fell 72 points. Finally tonight, out of Denver, dozens of Colorado states and local elections officials are participating in cybersecurity and other exercises to reinforce the state's voting status is among the most secure in the nation ahead of the November midterms. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen praised Colorado as a national leader in safeguarding elections during an address at today's session in a Denver hotel. Nielsen briefly reiterated her concerns about potential Russian state-led hacking of U.S. elections, particularly over voter databases. Yesterday, Nielsen acknowledged for the first time that Russia was trying to get President Trump elected in its attempts to influence the 2016 presidential vote. Colorado's Republican Secretary of State, Wayne Williams, told county officials the exercise aims to increase public confidence that their votes are safe in the state. WKRB News time now 539 when we come back on the update tonight. It's time to talk some national news, including changing laws for children at the border. The Trump administration says he plans to sidestep a court agreement that limited detention for immigrant children. But we lead off next with the anonymous New York Times opinion piece criticizing the president. Who could have written it? 
going to talk about that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday evening at 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Open road, here comes the Hefley family. You pack the smartphones, headphones, tablets, water snacks, coolers, sunscreen, bikes, skateboards, games, videos, sunglasses. There's no room for people in here. Just don't wimp out on the most important thing. Deep, Deep fried, fried butter, butter on, on a stick. stick. No, seatbelts. Whether it's a long haul or short trip. It's a win-win situation. Never give up until they buckle up. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to know more about the stories that matter to you and to prepare more for the weather ahead. And did you miss any episodes of the update? Listen to any episode anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the update. Also, follow us on Twitter at the WKRB update. Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian, 90.3 WKRB. We're also streaming online right now, WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 541. It is time to talk some national news this Thursday evening. And we begin tonight in Washington, where a congressional ally of President Trump says that he thinks Congress should investigate which senior administration official wrote an anonymous New York Times opinion piece criticizing the president. Representative Mark Meadows, the Republican from North Carolina, says that he thinks the issue is, quote, serious from a national security standpoint. He is the chairman of the House subcommittee that oversees the president's executive office, and a founder of the Conservative Freedom Caucus. Meadows, chairman of the Conservative Freedom Caucus, said that he disagrees with Speaker Paul Ryan, who said earlier in the day that he doesn't know what, co- what role Congress would have in investigating the opinion priest. The anonymous author claims to be part of a resistance to Trump. Meadows says that, quote, what we are looking at is proper, to investigate, but said he hasn't hasn't yet taken concrete steps. And many members of the Trump cabinet have denied writing the column. So whoever wrote it still might be a mystery. In other news tonight, out of Raleigh, North Carolina, a New York City-based insurance company is planning a big expansion of North Carolina operations and adding about 625 jobs. The state committee that approves major tax breaks today said National General Holdings Corporation planned to grow beyond the 1,400 workers it now employs in Winston-Salem and elsewhere. Uh, The uh, committee 
approved incentives that could be worth nearly $7 million from state and local governments over 12 years. The new jobs are being added by 2023, would pay an average of more than $55,000, greater than the $51,000 a year county average. Expansion is expected to involve customer service, technology, actuarial, sales, accounting, and other office jobs. National General, formerly operated in Winston-Salem for decades, is GMAC Insurance Group. It sells car, home, health, and life insurance. WDKRB News Time is now 544. In Washington tonight, the grilling of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh continued today. A newly obtained email showed that Kavanaugh told friends to keep what transpired on a weekend sailing trip in 2001 confidential. You see, the Supreme Court nominee was an unmarried White House lawyer when he joined several friends for a weekend of sailing on Chesapeake Bay just before the September 11th attacks. In the emails that were obtained by the Associated Press, Kavanaugh jokingly apologized for, quote, growing aggressive after blowing still another game of dice. Don't recall. He also told his friends to, quote, be very, very vigilant about confidentiality on all issues and all fronts, including with spouses. Kavanaugh has said that he had his first date with his future wife, Ashley, on September 10th, 2001. The outing appears to be an annual trip Kavanaugh has described making with friends from Yale Law School. We will be back with more national news and lead off next with changing child laws at the border as the Trump administration says it plans to sidestep a court agreement that limits detention for immigrant children. We're going to talk about that in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 546. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 547. Back in Washington tonight, President Trump's administration says that it plans to sidestep a court agreement that limited detention for immigrant children. The Department of Homeland Security announced today that it would terminate the agreement, which requires the government to release immigrant children generally after 20 days in detention. 
It would instead adopt regulations that administration officials say will, excuse me, will provide for proper care of minors, but allow for changes to deter migrants illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. The government says it wants to detain families for the length of their immigration court proceedings. You see, the 1997 case that spawned the agreement will almost certainly land back in court. U.S. District Judge Dolly M. Gee already rejected a request by administration lawyers this year to allow for longer family detention. And advocates for immigrant families have opposed Trump's detention policies. In other news tonight, in Cincinnati, police there say the suspect in a downtown shooting that left four people dead and two more wounded didn't work for the bank where the gunfire took place. Police Lieutenant Steve Saunders says Fifth Third Bancorp says the man was not a current or past employee. The gunman was among the four who died. Two other people were hospitalized with gunshot wounds. Saunders says police don't know, don't yet know why he went to the regional banker's 30-story headquarters building. He says they expect to release more information tomorrow. No names are being released until all relatives are notified. Police were searching an apartment in North Bend, Ohio, a village 15 miles west. WKRB News Time now 549. And finally tonight, back in Washington, the Justice Department has charged a computer programmer working on behalf of the North Korean government with the hack of Sony Pictures Entertainment back in 2014 along with the massive WannaCry ransomware attack last year and an $81 million theft from a bank in Bangladesh. The department identifies the programmer as Park Jin Hoyak. Assistant Attorney General John Demers says it was one of the most complex cybercriminal investigations conducted by the department. We will talk about the many celebrity birthdays for this day coming up when the update with Brandon Julian for a Thursday evening returns in just 60 seconds. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout. Me over and pull me out. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian from New York. It's 6 o'clock. Do you know where your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. 
This is the update, and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays happening today. Comedian Joanne Worley is 83 years old. Country singer David Allen Coe is 79. Rock singer and musician Roger Waters from Pink Floyd is 75. Actress Swoozy Kurtz is 74. Comedian and actress Jane Curtin is 71. Rock musician Mick Mashbeer is 70. Country singer and songwriter Buddy Miller is 66. Actor James Martin Kelly is 64. Country musician Joe Smith from Sawyer Brown is 61. Actor and comedian Jeff Foxworthy is 60. And so is actor and comedian Michael Winslow. Rock musician Perry Bamonte is 58. Actor Stephen Eckholt is 57. And so is rock musician Scott Travis from Judas Priest. And so is pop musician Paul Watakar from AHA. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is 56. So is rock musician Kevin Miller. And so is ABC News correspondent Elizabeth Vargas. Country singer Mark Chestnut is 55. Actress Betsy Russell is also 55. Actress Rosie Perez is 54. Rhythm and blues singer Macy Gray is 51. Country songwriter Lee Thomas Miller from The Impossible, and you're going to miss this, is 50. The singer Cece Preniston is 49, and so is rhythm and blues singer Daryl Anthony from As Yet. Actress Danielle Gaither is 48. Actor Dylan Bruno is 46. So is actor Idris Elba. So is actress Jacina Machado. And so is actress Anika Noni Rose. Rock singer Nina Presson from The Cardigans is 44. And so is actor Justin Wallet. Actress Naomi Harris is 42. Rapa Noriga is 41. Actress Nat- Natalia Kalgiri is 40. And so is rapper Foxy Brown. Actor H- Howard Charles is 35. And so is actress and singer Deborah Joy Winans. Actress Lauren Lapkus is 33. And rock singer Max George from The Wanted is 30. Those are the celebrity birthdays for this September the 6th. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary has added some new words. Want to know what some of them are? I will tell you about it when the update with Brandon Julian uh, for this Thursday evening returns in just 60 seconds. The following is made possible by Dad. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling all over it. (laughs) The Dad Joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. Why do you have to be careful when it's raining cats and dogs? Because you might step in a poodle. (laughs) And kids that spend more time with their dads grow up to be smarter, more successful. Can I tell you a cat joke? Just kidding. (laughs) And with any luck, funnier adults. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Because he didn't have any body to go with. Dad jokes rule. So take a moment to make a moment and give your kid a laugh. <laughs> it's as easy as going to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. <laughs> That's really funny.
Brandon Julian from New York, the real mall of America. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update, everyone. 90.3 WKRB. Also streaming online, WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time now 556. Uh, just enough time tonight for our honorable mention. And we all know Merriam-Webster is adding new dick words to the dictionary each year. This year, they added more than 840 words. According to their website, new words are added only when they have already been used by many people, often initially by specialists or subcultures. Uh, some, some of these new words may be familiar, others uh, not so much. They say many of these new words come from the ever-evolving digital technology. Others, others are just abbreviated forms of words we use in casual speech and writing. And the largest group of new words come from the food we eat. Uh, so here's just a sampling of some of the new words. Uh, airplane mode, bougie. If you don't, want, don't know what bougie is, it's marked by concern for wealth, possessions, and respectability. Uh, hangry is a new word that's in there. Marg, rando, a random person, uh, RBI. I'm not, I'm not sure why that was not in the dictionary. <laughs> if you know what I'll know what RBI is, it's a run in baseball that is driven in by a batter. Uh, TDLR, too long didn't read. That's off when there. Also, zoodle, a long thin strip of zucchini that resembles a string or a narrow ribbon of pasta. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that do we really need to add bougie into the dictionary? Do people not know what the word bougie is? <laughs> oh, yeah, I like how I'm the one talking because I don't even know what the word bougie is <laughs> until now. WKRB News Time is now 5.58. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of our rail conditions if you're heading out to the subways right now. Your three trains have resumed after an urgent switch replacement at Harlem 148th Street. And your southbound B&D trains again running with delays because of signal problems at West 4th Street, Washington Square. This is back-to-back days. This is happening now. Other than that, all your other subways are running on or close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect. And garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast tonight. If you're stepping out the door this evening, we'll have mostly cloudy skies. Showers are likely, but a chance of thunderstorms and some patchy fog. Some of the rain might be heavy, along with gusty winds. Our lows will be in the mid-70s. And then tomorrow for your Friday, we'll have cloudy skies, patchy fog in the morning. Otherwise, a chance of rain. Our highs will only be in the upper 70s. Currently outside JFK Airport, 84 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Humidity is at 82%. Our winds are out of the south at 17 miles per hour making it feel like it's 95, 84 degrees. We're going down to the mid-70s this evening. Our thought for today is from Ernest Dimnet, a French priest, lecturer, and author, born in 1866 and died in 1954. The happiness, our thought for today, the happiness of most people we know is not ruined by great catastrophes or fatal errors, but by the repetition of slowly destructive little things. 
I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, uh, that's the way it is. Thursday, September the 6th, 2018. That is our report on the update this Thursday evening. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. Hoping your news is good news. Hope to see you back here tomorrow night on the update at 5 o'clock. Have a great night.